The Swain Event Podcast is driven by Beatty Chevrolet. For your new and pre-owned vehicle shopping needs, visit BeattyChevrolet.com. Deep down the middle's got his man, and he's gone! Jason Swain, touchdown! It's time for the Swain Event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whip him. It's time for the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Get into his mouth and a red flag. Something about that beat. Just something about it. I don't know. Just something about it. That gets you going. Swain event fueled by that in barbecue top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Hope everyone is having a wonderful Thursday. Simi Key Go Ball 247. I'm Jason Swain. It's just something about that beat, man. There's something about it, man. Something about it. Bim McKee. Can you hear me? Yeah. Be louder. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Can you hear me now? Is that, uh, are we doing a commercial? Yeah, man. I hear I, I, that's, up, man. that's what I was how about to ask you. The Verizon commercial. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Good. You sound good, man. You sound good. Not as good as you. Um, you're a professional, and I'm just a a blogger. Well, at least you know I say Nico's name right, or Ooh. put in the effort to say his name right. Considering he is the center of the biggest story in college sports right now, um, I would I would think saying his name right or figuring out how to say his name correctly um, would be important. And Nico, short for Nicholas, Nico is a name that everyone can say. It ain't no damn Chico. It ain't no damn Rico. Like, you don't play with somebody's name. It's one thing to not know how to say it. Because we all were there. When Nico first was being mentioned as, as a player that could possibly come to the University of Tennessee, we... Had never heard his name before. No different than Tua Tungavaloa. We figure out how to say his name. Out of respect for him and his family. It's just the right thing to do, especially if you are a professional in this business. We have Nico. And more people are figuring out how to say his name. Because it's your job. Number one. Number two, like respectful. Don't be playing with people's names. Like, not cool. But here we are, Ben. Um, months and months ago, there was concern from some that Tennessee didn't even have NIL. Remember that? Yes. Remember those days? Tennessee didn't oh, have yes. NIL. Oh, my God. Tennessee is behind. Tennessee didn't have NIL. But the truth was, Tennessee was putting together one of the most organized, one of the most well-ran organizations 
in the country. Um, so much, in fact, that Spire Sports Group brought other NILs together and is a leader in that space where they share some common practices. Um, they give advice. They take advice. It's a space where other collectives uh, can communicate. Of course, we're all competing against each other. Every program in the country is competing against each other. But at the end of the day, you're trying to do what's best for, for the student-athlete. And we understand the NCAA has the the collectives in their crosshairs. Um, about two and a half weeks ago, I caught wind that Tennessee had uh, received a letter from the NCAA. Um, within the last couple of hours, I was made aware that Tennessee has tried to communicate with the NCAA to find out what are the rules, man, in, in, in our space. Like, what, what's the rules? You know that 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 school, uh, Tennessee NCAA. You know that same school that you um, praised, complimented for their handling of the Jeremy Pruitt case. Basically, called them the model, right? Many people crapped on Donnie Plowman for rolling over. And cooperating with the NCAA. You remember that, Ben? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Why, why are we Why are we laying down to the NCAA fight? For Jeremy Pruitt? No. No, for, for Pruitt, Coach Former, his AD? Not, not that duo. No offense to, to Coach Former, but it is what it is here. Like, we're we not fighting for that duo. Only for time, a little bit of time to pass. And now the NCAA wants to come at Tennessee about some retroactive rules that they fail to put in place, that they fail to be prepared for um, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Like, this was coming. Everyone knew it was coming. NCAA did not want to hear it. Well, here we are. Now you're trying to punish folks for rules that were not even in place. And Tennessee, upon receiving this letter, or even before receiving the letter, made a decision. Today ain't the day. But you know how you wake up and... You make it in your mind, today ain't the day, man. Like, that same person getting on my nerves, they going to know about it today. I ain't taking those today. <laughs> today is the day, Ben. Tennessee woke up was like, today is the day. Like, we, we've bent over backwards. We have turned ourselves in. We have cooperated. Today is the day. Matter of fact, today ain't the day. Today ain't the day we're going to be pushed around when 
you see other schools out here doing the same things, if not worse. Worse. Florida State gets hit. Dealing with Amarius Mims. Tennessee got in trouble for dealing with Amarius Mims. Nothing for Georgia. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. So, administrators, athletic directors, coaches, they're tired of being sick and tired. So, here we are, Ben. And um, Tennessee yesterday filed lawsuit against NCAA with, with Virginia. Uh, we saw the Attorney General put that out yesterday. Tennessee is the one seed. Virginia is the one seed along um, beside each other. The joke's right itself, right? Virginia. Last time they were a number one seed, it didn't go so well versus a 16 seed. Well, that's why they joined Tennessee. They had to join Tennessee to get help to defeat a 16 seed. That's why. They, 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 they need don't connect. They need to connect, right? To connect. Since everybody is giving the ball to Dalton and just letting him do all the work. Well, it's, I, I thought basketball season was, was canceled on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, are, are we now picking basketball season back up after uh, Alabama barely beat Georgia on the road and uh, Florida went into Rupp and, and, and knocked off Kentucky and uh, North Carolina lost and all, all these other upsets happened that now we're like, oh, this this does happen in college basketball. Let, let's finish out the regular season. That, that's where we're at now. Uh, but no, the, the NCAA is a, a bunch of hypocrites, quite frankly. And uh, to me, Swain, th- this is them trying to make a move to regain power, to reassess where they're at in the college athletics landscape and assert their dominance. I I think that's what they are trying to do by doing this. But what they are doing makes absolutely zero sense. I can understand why they would want to regain their power uh, assert themselves back up at the top, or at least try to make it a, a, a seem that way, appear that way. I, I can understand why they would want to to make a power move from their business standpoint because it, it I mean, they are the absolute definition of that gift of of what is it? The dog sitting at the table drinking the coffee cup with with the fire around, yeah. and everything is fine, and and everything around is on fire. I mean, that is the NCAA. So I can understand why, from their perspective, they would want to reassert themselves and and try to make a power move. But they picked the wrong fight. Like th- this, this is not the hill to die on. It, it's just absolutely not. And obviously, would like for you to chime in and share your thoughts but to me it feels like tennessee dotted all its i's and crossed all its t's when recruiting nico iamaliava and weren't sloppy with it and followed everything by the rules the best that they could because there weren't any rules and the ncaa was going back on back and forth and on what the rules were going to be and they're there's proof that Tennessee has given to the NCAA that the flight that Nico took, which is what all of this is about, that the flight was legal within the NCAA rules at the time. And so I, I don't understand why they, they have 
literally they have receipts why they're trying to pick this fight when it seems I mean this seems like if the NCAA were to win this case in court Swain it, it seems like it would be a 16 seed upsetting a one seed that that's how little of a case I think the NCAA has on, on the surface uh, because Tennessee's on one, one hand here Ben what's that Tennessee and Virginia are the one seeds here right absolutely and and to me it looks like it's going to be a 30 40 point win for the one seed over the 16 seed in court and and i'm not saying that because i cover tennessee tennessee guy whatever like it, it i just don't see where the ncaa can come out on top with this because they literally have receipts from tennessee that prove tennessee did nothing wrong at the time and on top of that they're gonna get sued at the the yahoo by tennessee virginia and probably others because of the way that they have tried to implement rules along the way and retroactively apply those rules and punish people for those rules. So, I mean, you've got two different scenarios of, A, you don't really have the evidence to to punish Tennessee. B, the way you handled yourself the last couple of years as NIL has been implemented has been ridiculous. And, I mean, it, it's it's been embarrassing, quite frankly. I mean, Dondi Plum and all of her comments and, and her email, I mean, they were spot on. You, you can't punish somebody when you didn't have rules in place. And while you were trying to implement rules the last couple of years, you've been all over the map and trying to go back and do this and then look ahead and then do that. You, you can't do that. Yeah, but you just can. And, and that's why they're going to get sued. And, and that's why they're going to lose. I, I would be absolutely stunned if uh, th- this ends up working out in their favor. The suit uh, is a antitrust lawsuit against the, against the NCAA. Um, legend that this NCAA is violating the Sherman Act um, and harms athletes. Um, Tennessee's athlete, uh, athletic, but uh, Attorney General states that student-athletes are entitled to have rules that are clear and rules that are fair. Um, NCAA is trying to make it seem like that athletes cannot engage with a collective for pay for play. And I remember when this NIL stuff came out, first came out, and they were talking about pay for play, pay for play, pay for play. And remember what I said, how do you police that like you think student athletes are going to pick schools for the colors for the history for the fan base for the for uh just because of the location you don't think money is going to be a part of it um so you you expect student athletes to just pick a school without knowing the, the nil opportunities like that don't make any sense you want to know the nil opportunities that school can bring to the table before you sign there. Like that, that makes no sense. And that's why we're here. Um, because the NCAA feels like that should be a part of the decision-making. Uh, yes, it should be. It should be part of the decision-making. So, um, a telephone number, 865-255-03, Swainville Hotline. Uh, we'll get you in. Just give us a call. We'll put you a hold. We'll patch you through. Just tell us your name, where you're calling from, and I'd uh, love to hear from you today. So let's do that. 
Again, 865-255-03. We're going straight to the phones. Good morning. Who are we speaking with? Hey, guys. Mike from Conyers. What's up, Mike? Um, good to talk to you guys this morning. Um, I think everything you've said so far is spot on. Um, I love I love uh, Donnie Plowman's uh, you know, response. And the, so the lawsuit, apparently, that uh, the Attorney General for the state of Tennessee and the Commonwealth of Virginia filed, I think, is you know, well, it is based on the Sherman Antitrust Laws, which Really, the missive that was um, that was uh, sent out last January, the most recent missive from the uh, NCAA, that's where they completely did an about face and said uh, completely contradicted their earlier missives. If you go back and read those from twenty two and twenty one, that said that student athletes could engage in um, discussions about NIL opportunities um, through their agents and through collectives, and they could even meet on campus. They could, uh, the, the, the uh, university could share uh, contact information and, and so on and so forth. And then they turn around and say that they can't even discuss those opportunities at all until they have signed. In other words, <laughs> the Supreme Court in the Alston case said you can, you can cash in on your name, image, and likeness. Okay, well, then you're, but you're not allowed to discuss that uh, until you've signed. In other words, you <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. So that's the basis of that lawsuit. It, the, and and I, I, you know, I think it's a, a good one. Um, the question I have for you guys, I, it seems like one of the issues involved here is, is uh, unofficial recruiting visits and, uh, you know, travel expenses, which mm-hmm. obviously the school can't provide. We all know that, you know, Jeremy Pruitt and his staff, learned the hard way not that they didn't know but anyway um obviously the you know the school can't provide any anything in that regard on unofficial visits so this now ben i heard you say that apparently ut actually provided receipts to show the flight was legal Uh, i guess my question is regarding uh travel expenses um supposedly they're supposed to be provided by the family now and and so where it gets gray to me is you know, when it comes to third parties like collectives or other other third parties providing those um, travel expenses, um, where does that break down? And, and and then along with that, you know, is it the university's responsibility to know who paid those expenses? I mean, for every single unofficial visitor that comes on campus, every potential prospect that comes on an unofficial visit, they're supposed to track all their expenses how can they you know it's ridiculous but anyway i'd, I'd like to hear what your thoughts are on that and uh, i'll hang up and enjoy it guys thanks uh, glad glad that you uh asked that mike because that's where i was going um next because i think there is some some confusion and um questions about how things are set up and so uh, let me do that. Spire Sports Group is a marketing company, marketing agency. Uh, they've been in business for many years. They've been working with uh, professional athletes. They have professional clients. Um, this is this is what they do. The Volunteer Club is the collective. That's why you see um, messages, tweets, 
Volunteer Club. Um, you see the logo. You see apparel um, from Volunteer Club. You don't see apparel from Spire. Just Spire separate from the Vault Club. Spire is the marketing agency that signed Nico before he made a decision of what school to go with. They signed Nico as their client. So, what does that mean? Nico could have went to Oregon. He could have went to USC. He could have went anywhere. So, as their client, as as Nico's client, they provided him with transportation and paid for it. So you can get caught up in whose plane it was. They paid for the services of that plane. So it doesn't really matter. They pay for the services. They have receipts of paying for those services to transport their client, Nico, to visits. He's been to Knoxville where he's... uh, Recorded videos um, for potentially a documentary in the, in the future. Uh, he has been set up with meetings about uh, other NIL opportunities and sponsorship opportunities. Uh, we saw him in a Walmart commercial. No, I, at least I, at least I did. Um, there was... Some talk about a pajama line. Remember, Nico loved them pajamas from 707. And so you don't think that Spire, who, again, was in business, was a company before NIL, was not going to do their homework and, and make sure that things are done above board and keep receipts. So you have the collective, which is the Vol Club. And the Vol Club takes care of student athletes at the University of Tennessee. I was told, never miss the payment. Guys get paid on time. So. Which doesn't happen at other schools. Not, not not all the time. And so. Which is weird because we were told that Tennessee didn't know what it was doing in the NIL space and was behind in yeah. the NIL space. But yeah. that's water under the bridge at and this point. Spire is not the University of Tennessee. Repeat. Spire is not the University of Tennessee. Um, are the founders of Spire Tennessee fans? Uh, yeah, they are. Just like there, there's other agencies around the world that are led by someone that went to college. You got to go to school somewhere. And in this case, Hunter, Badur, and James Clawson, um, they're right here in Knoxville. They're the Tennessee grads, the Tennessee fans. Okay, but they have had clients who are not tied to Tennessee. Aspire. Um, this is why when Spire was getting criticized by some folks that do what I do, that had no damn clue what they were talking about, I had a problem with it because. These guys took an enormous risk. 
enormous risk. The Nico deal could have backfired. Nico could have went to Oregon. He could have went to USC. He could have went anywhere else. Then it would have backfired. Now, Spire would have still represented Nico, but boy, that would have been awkward. And, it, and that whole deal could have backfired. So, that's uh, that's kind of where we are. And I'm proud of uh, of Dondi. Boy, did she clap back. Basically said in the first paragraph, NCAA is failing. There's no other reason to type anything else. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, and, and there's nothing else to say. I mean, that, that summarizes everything. The, the NCAA is absolutely failing right now, which is why I said earlier, that's why I think they're trying to make a power move. They just pick the wrong thing to make a power move on because you just summarized everything perfectly. No, nothing to add there. So based off of everything that you just said, which is all by the letter of the law, is it not, Swain? Since he uh, feels that way, Spire feels that way. So, and remember, the letter of the law, while the law was changing throughout the course of the two to three years, and the NCAA was flip-flopping with which way they wanted the law to go. And and so knowing that Tennessee appears to have, that that's a good way to put it like you just did, Swain, Tennessee inspired, they feel like their tracks are covered and they did everything by the book and have presented evidence at this point, why would the NCAA pick that fight? Why would the NCAA pick that fight? It, it doesn't make sense. The, does there need to be some parameters with NIL? Yes. There, there absolutely needs to. But the NCAA has failed to set those parameters over the course of the last couple of years. And they've gone back and forth on what they want those parameters to be. One minute they feel this way. The next minute they feel a different way. And you can't you can't turn around and, and threaten major level one violations oh. and uh, you know, threaten lack of institutional control, which is the most serious charge against a university. You can't threaten that stuff when it appears that Tennessee did everything by the book, that Spire did everything by the book, which is why they are now facing a lawsuit. And you know you messed up, Swain, when you have SEC schools and fan bases and media members coming together to say that the NCAA is in the wrong. When you have SEC fan bases coming together to mount up against you, that's when you know you messed up. And it, it's it's no different, Swain, than you paying Tennessee plays at Texas A&M next Saturday. Mm-hmm. What Spire did with the whole flights for Nico is no different than you buying me a plane ticket and sending me to College Station next week to cover that basketball game on behalf of the Swain event. You are the employer. I am the employee. And so when I have agreed to be your employee, you are allowed to cover my expenses. And to me, that is exactly what Spire did. And there is plenty of evidence that points 
in that direction. So based off of everything we do know publicly at this point and even things that people are saying behind the scenes, I, I just don't I don't see what Tennessee did wrong. And that's not I'm not saying that with my Tennessee colored sunglasses on, Tennessee hat on. I would say that if it were my Auburn Tigers War Eagle, I would say that about Kentucky. I would say that about Missouri. I would say that about anything if, if these were the facts that presented themselves. It's I, I just can't believe the NCAA has taken the, the stance, this stance in this particular situation. If you're a fan of a different fan base and you're out here cheering and you're celebrating, thinking Tennessee's about to get in trouble again, like this was five or ten years ago, then uh, you're missing the boat here. Like, you're missing the boat here. Everyone has complained about the NCAA. No one has stood up and did anything. Tennessee is. That's what happens when you have leadership. You have alignment. Tennessee is saying, we got you. We got you, college football. Nobody's going to stand up. We will. We will stand up. 865-255-03. Stay with us. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Stay with us. Be right back. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go. Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Hey, Vol Nation. This is Charlie Pratt, financial representative with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. Modern Woodman has been touching lives and securing futures for 140 years. Being born and raised here in East Tennessee, I'm honored to help East Tennesseans in all phases of life with retirement planning, investments, and life insurance. A big win on Saturday starts with preparation early in the week. A secure financial future starts with planning today. Contact my office today at 865-919-6468 to review your financial plan and make sure you are on track for success. As always, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor, representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodman of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Good morning, Swain Event family. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the AM and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. Can't believe what I, uh, what I saw. 
can't believe I saw that. I, I, I did want to say earlier, uh, I, I had somebody text me that listened to the entire podcast and they felt like that clip was being taken a little bit out of context uh, because earlier in the pod, they did announce, uh, pronounce, not announce, pronounce uh, Nico's full name correctly. And then if you go through the lawsuit or I, I don't even know if it's a lawsuit, but the, the whatever stuff they went through, NCAA stuff, lawsuit stuff, there's a bunch of things redacted throughout NCAA stuff and whatnot. And so they felt like they were they were throwing out the different names, Nico, Chico, Rico, as a joke for all the redactions within because technically you don't like know who if if a name's redacted, it, it could be anybody. So I not, I'm not at all trying to take up for them, but I do think there's a little more context there. Uh I I don't like Pat Forty. I I, I think say it, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would if he was on the show right now, I, I would tell him that I, I think he is vindictive. I think he has an agenda, and um, he he has sources. There, there's no denying that. Uh, but I also think that there's a reason that he was the one that this was leaked to. I don't think that that was by coincidence. So I, I do not like Pat Forty, uh, but I do really like Dan Wetzel uh, and Ross Dellinger. I, I read yeah. their work all like the Ross. time. I, I think they're both two of the best in the business. Um, so I'm not excusing them, but I, I do think that there's maybe a little more context there because they did pronounce his name earlier in the podcast correctly. And then I, I think it was a poor attempt at a joke to call Nico different names because of the amount of redactions were in the NCAA stuff. If that makes sense. What, what about their, um, attempts to say his last name and the, they redacted his last name. Well, yeah, like I said, that I I don't know. I'm, I'm not excusing everything at all. I mean, it, it looked it was a poor look. There. I mean, yeah, there's no doubt look. about that. Again, I'm not trying to take up for them, but I I, I do know that earlier in the podcast they did pronounce his name correctly yeah, uh, the first time. Simple as that. It was a bad look. Eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three. And listen, Pat Forty. I wasn't upset. Um, when he broke the story, I mean, I was actually waiting on the story. Man, I hit you up a week ago. I was like, man, uh, uh, it's a double A. About to come about Nico. I hit you up. I knew it was, we knew it was coming. So I was waiting and was not surprised that it came from Pat Forty, and Pat Forty's doing his job. He was handed that on a civil platter. It was leaked to him. He was doing his job. I can't judge him on that single report on things he said in the past and um, shots he's taken. And that's the moment, that single tweet, he was doing his job. But I didn't think saying his last name like that 
was cool considering there's so many resources out here that can show you how to say his name, especially if like he is the center of your report. Like say his name right. Tennessee football account. There's a video of him saying his name. Anyways, eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Let me hit up this uh, text box this morning, Betty Chevrolet text box, BettyChevrolet.com. 1.9 AP, 1.9% APR on Equinoxes, Blazers, Silverados. So if you're looking for Chevy Tahoe, Suburban, BettyChevrolet.com. Owned and operated for 90 years, home of the warranty for life. That's BettyChevrolet.com on Parkside Drive. Text box, text box, text box. Yeah, I'm with you, Joe. Um, Mike from Conyers, good question. Given the the collective outrage at the NCAA regarding the allegations against Tennessee and general support from other fan bases and schools, how much do you think this will be used to uh, affect Tennessee in recruiting in a negative way. This is this is my only concern. Um, right before Tuesday's show, this came out from Pat Forty. I top I, I tapped Josh Wars. I mean, to check this uh, story out, <laughs> and we obviously led with that and talked about that for the entirety of the show. Messages on that show, calls on that show were, hey, what's the concern level? What's the worry level? And I just wasn't worried about NCAA because I knew Tennessee and Spire um, had it covered. My only concern was recruits and recruits' parents believing nonsense that's made up from other schools to negative recruit. Tennessee just went through that with the Jeremy Pruitt uh, case. And the big reason why that was great that it closed, not because you did get penalties because you got that, you self-imposed and then you, you, you know, you're penalized. It was that, that no one can make up anything about you from opposing schools anymore without you being able to deny it because you really couldn't deny it then. Another school could say, yeah, man, Tennessee's about to go on a three-year postseason ban. And Tennessee couldn't be like, no, we're not because the case was still ongoing. But the moment the case closed, other schools couldn't throw stuff against the wall. Well, here we are. Again, with an open case, I guess, uh, where the NCAA is investigating. So now that opens up a door for um, your, your competition to make up stuff. And that's why it takes clear and concise communication with your recruits, which is something I... I feel like that's what we're doing. I think we are doing. Um, I heard that's what we're doing. You have a George McIntyre that just committed last week. 
he is going to be very instrumental in helping Tennessee recruit and build a class and it's important for him and his family to know what's going on, what's the truth. And um, from my understanding, coaches have been banging the phones, letting recruits know what's what's going on here. And so I don't think it's going to affect recruiting in a huge way. I'll be lying if I said it wasn't going to affect it at all because you just never know how gullible someone is. You never know what they're going to believe from a different uh, coach or school. You just never know. But I do know it's not going to have the same effect as it did last time. And um, we should be okay. Looks to me like Tennessee takes care of its players through NIL. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's willing to fight for players. Here's the crazy thing, too. Like the 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 antitrust suit will allow if Tennessee wins this thing along with Virginia, will basically allow student athletes to engage with NIL uh, with collectors before they sign. And basically be able to haggle, be able to go to one school and say, hey, man, this is this is what I'm getting. This is what I was offered. Go to another school and say, hey, this is what I offered. And so this is going to help the student athlete to be able to maximize their value, their worth. Right now, you can't do that according to the NCAA, a rule that they didn't have in place when the NCAA, when uh, NIL was green-lighted, when it was a thing. They didn't have that rule then, but they just kind of made it up later. So, yeah, I think it can help Tennessee. And maybe from now on, moving forward, let, let's not do interviews with national media companies talking about the contracts, big contracts of, of five-star quarterbacks that you sign, maybe stay away from from publicizing what, what, what is going down in the future? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, there was one one interview that, that was an article there with The Athletic. Um, of course, it put eyeballs on you, but, like, it ain't like – But that led to many more articles speculating and reporting – the, the numbers within that deal all over the place. Yeah, correct. But like Tennessee is one school on a list of many that's going to be targeted by the NCAA. Um, the NCAA is going to look at schools that have been active in NIL space, that have collectives, that have brought in big-time talent. And so if you are Ole Miss and Ohio State, Texas A&M, and, and Texas and Oregon – um, then you could probably expect the NCAA to be hollering at you. And if they don't, then I think that strengthens Tennessee case even more um, about the operations that the NCAA are running and how it's unfair and they don't really know what the hell they're doing. Uh, but, yeah, like that brought attention to yourself, no doubt about it. But, like, again, you you mm-hmm. – wasn't only broke breaking any rules and as a marketing company you kind of want to get the word out to potential clients that you can do some certain things for them 
that can help them. That's in their best interest. Like, I get what you're saying. I get it. But it's not like other schools are not on that list, too. And they didn't have representatives from um, collective or marketing group doing public interviews um, either. So does it does it really matter? I think so, because those reports, whether right or wrong, they're being used against Tennessee in hindsight. They're going back in and pointing to those reports as fact and and trying to use that against Tennessee, whereas if you had not done those interviews, that's one less piece of quote-unquote evidence that that the NCAA can point to. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. Yeah, maybe so. But the good thing is, again, it's – I, I, that is my opinion that Tennessee and, and really any school should not publicize essentially contract details going forward. I, I think you're you're bringing. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, I don't think I don't think like Spire didn't publicize contract details. There was a there was a leak with Nico's attorney that put stuff out that maybe he shouldn't have put out because. The reason why he tried to put that out is to market himself to other potential clients. He, he just wasn't satisfied with just having Nico as a client. He wanted other clients. So, yeah, like he was trying to get the word out, like, yo, this is what the deal that I, that I set up for Nico. And so that's that's how the numbers surrounding Nico's deal became public, which, again, I thought I thought was, was really, really stupid on Nico's attorney's part. Yes, and that that was mostly what I was referencing. Yeah, I, I did not mean happened. to insinuate uh, Spire, although Spire did have a, a story in The Athletic with Stuart Mandel, I believe, uh, a story about how aggressive they're being in, in the NIL's sphere. Uh, and, and, and now I do think the – I don't think they were wrong for necessarily doing that, but the NCAA is trying to use that as ammunition – and maybe that was a little early in the process when when rules weren't clear to be out in public showing how aggressive you're being. Um, again, I just I, I just think it's it's better safe than sorry. I'm not saying that really anybody did anything wrong. I just err on the side of caution yeah. and, and would rather be safe than sorry, because, again, whether it's right or wrong. Now, the NCAA is trying to use that stuff against Tennessee to to make it, it, it its case the attorney stuff the being aggressive in the NIL sphere why nobody else is they're, they're using all that stuff against Tennessee right or wrong now the good thing is again it, it's it's all going to prove to be irrelevant because Tennessee dotted its I's and crossed its T's and they have receipts and they feel like they covered everything by the book did everything by the book so it'll be fine I just think for future references Maybe avoid the spotlight. Allow others to take the spotlight. You you handle your business in the dark and and, and let the the results of your business in the dark come to fruition in the light on Saturdays. I mean that's that's a that's that's a that's an approach you, you could take. Uh, I think it's too late now. But oh yeah, I mean yeah, <laughs> I think it's too late. But we had I'm bringing this up because we, I vividly remember you and I having conversations on the show. Or at least making comments when when we were asked about the attorney, especially the attorney one, 
That, that's the main thing I'm referencing, especially the, that that story with the attorney. I, I remember you especially saying, like, I don't know if I would have gone public with this. Like, we had conversations. Yeah, no one was about, happy about it. Right. Yeah, like, no, like and, no one was no one was happy about it. But again, like. And now it's kind of coming back to bite break? them in the butt. Like, that, like, what rule did you break? You can't break a rule that's not in place. Yeah, I, I get that. So you got the NCAA side. You got Tennessee, Virginia side. Okay. NCAA is breaking the law according to the lawsuit. They're breaking the law. NCAA is making it seem like the Tennessee and all these other collectors are breaking rules that they ain't even have in place yet. <laughs> and they're trying to like make it up as they go along. So, um, I mean, we'll see how it plays out, but. I just prefer to be hush hush about everything. Nobody needs to know everything about your business. Yeah. Yeah, Justin, remember when people were questioning the money our collective had to land big time recruits? Now that money has landed at the NCAA at our doorstep. How the tables turn. Yeah. I'll never forget those people that's supposed to be in the know. They do what I do, they had no damn clue about. The collective here at, at Tennessee. I'll never forget it. So when people come to me and go, hey man, this person said, okay. Yeah. Be careful. Be, be careful taking that to the bank. This person bats 50%. Or this person, or that person. It's Thursday. I'm not being petty today. QC Rodney football offseason was just going too quiet. We all needed a little bit of excitement. <laughs> why didn't Chip? But no, no, I didn't mean say that. Chip Payne says, "Why didn't NCAA go after Texas A&M after they had the number one recruiting class and Saban was going after Fisher's throat?" That's a good question, man. That's a good question. That is a great question. I just think it's I, I just think it's hilarious that all these schools that have been operating under the table for so long that they don't have a list of schools to investigate. But now NIL is a thing and it's legal instead of blag on put themselves together a list to go after. Well, and like, get out of the, here with that. The, the thing that's most irritating to me is they how they pick and choose. Prime example being Amarius Mims. Tennessee, years-long investigation in, in which he was a part of uh, under how Jeremy Pruitt and that staff recruited him. Those details are public via the Knoxville News Sentinel, the great work that Mike Wilson and Adam Sparks did over the summer. And then the Florida State stuff, like you mentioned earlier in the show. So you've, you've got two prominent schools, Tennessee and Florida State, who Amarius Mims have gotten in, has gotten them in trouble with how they recruited him. Nothing. Nothing coming out of Athens. How, how is that possible? Why Why is that a fight that Appears to you can probably have some success winning. How how is that not something that that you look into? But you you want to 
look at Tennessee and and technically it's not just Tennessee. There are several schools that that are kind of facing the same thing. Florida, Miami, uh, sounds like there's more schools that, that are going to be announced publicly in in the coming weeks as as well. So it's not just a Tennessee thing, um, but the the schools that you could have some success looking into. They're just turning a blind eye. It, it that that's the most frust- one of the most frustrating parts to me. I want to know what happens faster: the NCAA going after these schools that's on the list, and those schools publicly being mentioned, either by Pat Forty or whoever, like these investigations that supposedly be supposed to be coming. Um, how many of those schools will be publicly named versus the amount of states that will join Tennessee and Virginia? I guarantee you every state that has a prominent college football program joins Tennessee think so? and Virginia. Yes, I, I think I would imagine uh, because now Florida State has gotten in trouble. They've received punishment. which was a little extreme in the eyes of many. You've got in the state of Florida alone, Florida State and then Miami and Florida are being looked into. The three most prominent schools within that state are being looked into. And so I imagine Florida will will jump in. You know daggone well, the moment Alabama-Auburn is mentioned, the state of Alabama is going to jump in, and, and that's probably when Nick Saban is going to announce his presence in the politics is, is to to save the day in that respect. Him and Tommy Tuberville are going to team up together uh, to to fight for their beloved all Auburn Tigers, War Eagle baby, and uh, their their Alabama Crimson Tide. And you know, the moment Georgia's mentioned, everybody said that Georgia is going to have their pitch pitchforks ready to go. Mississippi, they love them some Mississippi State and Ole Miss football. They'll be ready to jump in. You think you think anybody's gonna mess with Oregon right now with with what Dan Lanning has and his potential to win a national championship in the next couple of years? You think people in Oregon are gonna let the NCAA come after that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, when everybody knows why Oregon has been able to recruit to the level that it's recruiting at right now, the last couple of years, you you think they're they're politicians in their state who probably have a strong interest in the University of Oregon? You think they're going to stand by and let the NCAA come after them? No. Yeah, it's like three a three and two right now. We got Tennessee, Florida, Florida State on the side of schools that have been publicly mentioned uh, under investigation due to NIL. And then you have Tennessee and Virginia states that have sued the NCAA. So I'm keeping tally, man. Which which number is going to be bigger here next time we we do the show on Tuesday, and then will will that number be the next time we do the show on um, well next time we here next Thursday. So we'll see, we'll see. But appreciate Donnie Plowman, Randy Boyd, Danny White. Lawmakers on this particular matter. And let's let's go. Let's go save college football. Let's step up. You gotta have you gotta have alignment. Gotta be together. And uh 
looks like Tennessee uh, is right now. All right, Tennessee basketball. Kentucky on Saturday. It was ugly on Tuesday. It was really ugly. Uh, if I'm Tennessee basketball, I, I appreciate Donnie uh, Plowman and all the NCAA stuff that will allow folks to talk more about that instead of the performance against South Carolina. Uh, but South Carolina certainly earned and deserved that win. Um, they they fought their butts off. Um, they were actually fun to watch. They were a joy to watch, uh, to be honest. Uh, they wanted a whole lot more, and they deserve to be ranked. They deserve to be a serious contender in the SEC race. Um, Tennessee deserved to lose. But that was one game. The next game is against Kentucky, a team that just lost to Florida last night. We'll discuss Tennessee-Kentucky coming up next here on the Swain Event. Swainament crew. Just like fall sports, the Knoxville area real estate market is strong and growing stronger. We're in everything region. When you get the big orange itch to buy, sell, or invest, call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Go Vols! Fellas, it's a new year. Low T Center can make it a great one. If you've been feeling tired and grumpy, have noticed a lack of motivation and drive, you may have low T. Low testosterone levels can cause weight gain, loss of muscle mass, and so much more. I recommend Low T Center. It's where I get my levels tested. They make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only $25. And with their on-site lab, you'll get your results back in about 25 minutes. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. What's up, Swain Event family? It's great to be on board. This is Taylor Hawkins with Modern Woodman Fraternal Financial, and I have one question for you. When was the last time you have slowed down and evaluated your financial situation? Just like the Vols, a great game plan leads to victory. Let us help you achieve your financial goals with a custom-made game plan. No matter what stage of life you're in, protecting your family and hard-earned money is important. So let one of our local and trusted financial professionals secure your future by visiting one of our 10 branch offices across Tennessee or give us a call locally at 865-312-5638. And remember, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodman of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Hey there, Swain Event fam. If you're currently renting and just about priced out of your place, give me a call. Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897. You may be able to buy a home and have monthly payments less than your rent. And wouldn't you rather pay your own mortgage than someone else's? Hope to hear from you soon and go Vols. Here in Knoxville, we love it when a squirrel's in the checkerboards. But when there's a squirrel in our attic, that's all sides. When that happens, call Alpha Wildlife. They're Knoxville's veteran-owned and operated wildlife removal company. When unwanted critters put their feet up on your coffee table, call 865-224-6555. Let the Tennessee fans at Alpha Wildlife evict those unwanted tenants and set your home up with a winning defense to keep that wildlife where it belongs. That's Alpha Wildlife at 865-224-6555. They have locations in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, and in parts of South 
South Carolina. Check them out online at alphawildlife.com. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like the show on Facebook. Swain event, SwainEvent.com, Fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Let's go straight to the phones this morning. Swain event. Get us up on the Betty Chevrolet text box, but we are going to the hotlines. Good morning. What's going on, Swaino? What's up? What's up, Buck Nasty? Well, I was just calling to inquire some information and and maybe apply some logic. In some circles, I have been called the smartest man in the world. Sparkle is small, but we'll get to that some other time. Cool. Let's do All it. All right, man. You said you don't understand why they would put out that they paid a quarterback $8 million. And that, my friend, is the biggest marketing slash recruiting tool anybody could have done. You put the whole world on notice. We've got the checkbook, and we're willing to open it. It would help in every aspect of recruiting and and, and getting players on campus and actually landing some high-profile talent, as we have seen. That's why they said, uh, yeah, we opened the checkbook and paid this man $8 million. That's why it leaked. No, well, the drawback to that is you got the the NCAA looking at you now, but that is why they done it, in well, my opinion. Well, but but Nancy, the the lawyer for for Nico at the time, uh, fingers kind of pointed at him, and the reason why is because he wanted to let people know that he helped his client land a big deal because he wanted other clients. Uh, I don't think that was something that that Spy wanted out. But it was out, and you you, de- you deal with it, uh, you move forward. But I don't think that was Spire's wish to have that out. Now, Spire did uh, do an interview with The Athletic uh, that let it be known that, hey, we were going to be aggressive, and we want to be the best collective uh, in the country. And, hey, uh, NIL is legal, and, I mean, I don't see a problem with that strategy now. Uh, then I'm with Ben. Like I remember when when that interview came out and that article came out, I was kind of like, "Yeah, I, I prefer to work in the shadows too. Like I prefer to kind of be silent." But looking back, looking back at it now, like whatever, because what rules were in place? Did you have rules in place? Period. The answer is no. You didn't have any because you're still trying to figure out. What the heck was going on if you're the NCAA? You're supposed to be prepared. Like, you're the governing body. How did you not have stuff in place already? Um, but I don't think that was something Inspire wanted out. They didn't want those figures out because all that did was drive the price up crazy to where it is now. And not only do you have quarterbacks commanding $2 million a year, uh, we heard Matt Rule. Head coach of Nebraska say that publicly at a press conference. Uh, now we see other positions commanding big dollars. So like the price is going up. I don't think I don't think that's what people want. It'd be better if the, if the numbers were a little bit down. The price was a little bit down. It's great for the athletes though. It's like you know NBA contracts right now. They're going through the roof. Um, but I, that's kind of what what happened there, Buck Nasty. 
Now, now, Swain, yes, y'all talking about staying in the shadows. Now, in the good book, it says Jesus is the light, and you need to come into the light. Can I get an amen from Turkey Man somewhere in the corner? So bringing that into the light, I don't know. I kind of liked it myself. Now, 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 my next next point is uh, you're talking about, or, or you guys are thinking about, Maybe Alabama and Mississippi State and the state of Mississippi joining in on this deal. That's not going to happen. They are the least progressive uh, places in the entire country. For God's sakes, they didn't even have a, a black football player until the 1970s. They're not going to get their feet and their toes dipped into this pool about paying players uh, uh, as well as what, what we are. Let me, let me, let me bring some up to you. Although that may be true. Remember when Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin was at the state capitol because you had a player from one of the teams say, yo, I'm I'm not playing, man, until y'all change this state flag. You had the rebel flag, yeah. part of the Mississippi state flag, and you know God how fast things Mike Leach is so. Huh? Yeah, I remember that. Uh-huh. God rest Mike Leach's soul, but Lane Kiffin's Mr. Me Too. But I'm saying, and we like, all know it. You <laughs> say being progressive, but not being progressive. It was progressive then. Now, I think that was more Mike Leach coming in and Whatever. doing that. But still, even to that day, they still had that uh, as far uh, on their state flag. I'm saying, as a state, they're not that progressive, and as a, I get it. I get if, it. You know, I'm not saying that they're just horrible people living down there, nothing like that, except for Alabama, cause we, which we all know that they are horrible people, and they're the scum of the earth for the most part. Um, there might be one or two good good folks left down in there, right? but the best of them transplanted and got out of that godforsaken place and moved to Tennessee, and one of them is on the phone with me right now and his family. You, you picking up what I'm putting uh, uh, down, yeah. playboy? I, but my point is, like, if when it comes Only to – Football and affecting Ole Miss and Mississippi State like they move fast, and I think this will be an example in the same boat. Like if you have players who are going to Ole Miss, and Lane Kiffin has been able to capitalize, and they come after Ole Miss, you don't think that lawmakers are going to say, "All right, let's 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 mount up, let's go," the same way that Tennessee oh. lawmakers. Did. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I think if they come after them, yes, they will do that then. But until that happens, I think they're going to sit back and see what happens with us. I don't think they're just going to yeah. willingly be um, in in the middle of this uh, until somebody does come after them. Now, I don't think they're going to go after Alabama, and I don't think that they're going to go after Georgia because they're a they're, they're couple of their biggest cash cows in the SEC. And they make them a lot of money, um, I, as is Kentucky basketball, um, and which makes me wonder why they picked Tennessee to poke the bear on when Tennessee has money and has resources that a lot of places don't. And Tennessee does bring them quite a bit of money to the SEC, as we've seen through viewerships through the last season as far as we're number one as far as viewerships, as far as basketball, football, Baseball, everything. We're in everything school like uh, big thing Danny uh, alludes to constantly on the Twitter space. All right. Now, what exactly did Tennessee do wrong, Swain? Uh, trying to figure that out. 
That's that's that's. Yeah, I, I still haven't figured out still what figured out. rule Tennessee broke and, and why we're why we're under investigation. Still, I mean, Dondi did mention something about uh, like lack of institutional control. Um, you know, kind of pushing back on on that um, label from the NCAA, but the NCAA has not thrown out any allegations. We have not received, uh, you know, any allegations from the NCAA. So yeah, like even in Pat Forty's article, uh, he didn't really state what t- uh, Tennessee is being accused of uh, with any great detail. Well, now my blood pressure was running good this morning till you mentioned that that son of a gun's name. Let me tell you, old Pat Forty. I got something for Pat. I, as far as I know, Carol Baskin's still alive. You know what I'm saying? Be careful. Be careful, Buck Nasty. I'm getting you off of here. I'm going back to the phones. Good morning. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Ricky D in North Alabama. What's up, Ricky? Um, it's been forever since I've talked to you guys. It was actually the last show of the old plane event the last time I called oh. in. So I only call in a few times because, unfortunately, I have to work a bunch down here. But um, I, I sent you guys a tweet. Um, from the outkick coverage yesterday with uh, Hutton and Hutton and Withrow, and they they talked directly to the Tennessee Attorney General. And there were some couple things I picked up in that conversation that are very interesting to me. I personally think this is a retaliatory strike from the NCAA. I think yes, they were going to come after people, but I think they did us pretty early for that reason. One of the things that I didn't realize when we had our previous issues with um, Coach Pruitt that the Attorney General of Tennessee got involved in that in that investigation um, by sending in a letter uh, stating that we would sue them, the NCAA, because we have a state law saying that. <laughs> that bowl bans are illegal for for the state of Tennessee institutions. So, f- yeah, for me, that I, I really think that this a they couldn't. That's why they hit us with the twenty million dollar um, penalty, I believe, or whatever that figure was. And I think that's why we are so high on their list. So, if you guys get a chance, it's, a, it's like an eight minute clip. I think that I sent to you. You may want to watch it just to get some information. But I thought it was very interesting. And um, I'm not going to go as far as Buck Nasty did, but um, Pat Forty, yeah, he's high on my list of people that uh, I would wouldn't read an article from that guy for any if you paid me a million dollars. But that's it. Just wanted to give my feedback about that. Hey man, thank thank you man. Thanks for the phone. Thanks for the phone call. Um, yeah, shout out to Danny White for and Danny White and. Um, Attorney General for putting that in place. That's why many people felt so confident that Tennessee would not be um, hit with any kind of bowl ban because Tennessee made it illegal for these double A to penalize Tennessee in that way. Uh, it was all about protecting future players, uh, and, and something NCAA mentioned themselves they didn't want to penalize future players for the transgressions of 
those that were no longer associated with the program anymore. So, like, you fire, you clean house. I mean, you shouldn't be penalizing a sophomore in high school. It just made, it just made no sense. All right, let's go back to the phones, 865-255-03. Good morning. Good morning. How you boys doing today? What's up? What's up? Uh, it's Justin down in Florida. Just, uh, man, you guys are harder to call into this morning than the damn DMV. Oh. You get you, you got everyone blowing up your phones. Popular topic, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I'm just glad we take I'm just glad we take calls on this show. Shut up. <laughs> That's a good one, Ben. Oh, well, you I get, like that. You get the best producer slash host in the land. When the phone, when I see the light, I put you through. Well, uh, that's because. That, that's, never mind. No, no, go ahead, Ben. I have no comment. I, I understand. I understand. Um, I'm going to uh, just throw this out to the rest of the fan base and save your receipts. Save your receipts. All these people on Twitter that. I guess are lawyers in their spare time, um, regardless of what they do, you know, for their day job and how these are just open and shut legal issues that are just cut and dry. Tennessee's guilty no matter what. Save your receipts because I, I am going to be shocked. You can't, as an institution, put out a set of rules, hold one group accountable and not other ones. Mm. People need to realize that the NCAA, as big as everyone thinks it is, the amount of work that goes into investigating, it it doesn't happen fast. And I'm sure they have a laundry list of people or schools, excuse me, that they're going to investigate. But you're not talking about, you know, tens of thousands of investigators. I mean, they go to campus, they sit, spend weeks, they talk to this individual, this piece of information brings them down another road they start investigating that i can tell you everyone's going to end up in the barrel at some point because you can't show well we have a set of rules we're going to enforce it here but this other school we're just going to let them you know run roughshod and do whatever they want because that is the quickest way to show that you've got a vendetta against a school a state a you know, a group of schools, you, you've got to apply the same set of rules across the board. Now, where the NCAA probably messed up, and I think we can all agree, is that when they first came out with this, there were no rules. Yeah. But the NCAA absolutely knew that these issues were going to wind up in court. I think it's, there's a reason why they hired a former governor to take over the NCAA. I mean, this guy's only been in place since, what, May? Yeah, it's been a year. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's just call it just short of a year. But they brought in a guy who is a career politician, and they—I mean, not just a career politician, but a career po- politician from the Northeast. I mean, what experience did he really have with collegiate athletics? I mean, you know, overseeing the bean pot tournament. I mean, give me a break. You're you're talking about you know the the biggest. Uh, sport in college athletics in terms of football and NIL, they didn't have to worry about that up there. So they brought in someone, in my opinion, that was probably more versed in 
the legal aspects of this and trying to clean up the mess that the previous administration did. And I think this guy just probably got over his skis and went, yep, we're sending out notice of allegations and, you know, probably bit off more than he can chew thinking, well, hey, we're going to go to court, we're going to win, and this is an open and shut case. What's going to be real interesting to happen, and I think, Ben, you are absolutely right, what other schools and states and, and, and groups, I mean, I can, I'd be shocked right now if Greg Sankey isn't lining up, because there was, there was uh, you guys mentioned Florida. I'll be shocked if anything gets investigated at Alabama. That's just a personal opinion I have. Yeah, me too. Um, but, but Texas, University of Texas and Texas A&M, I'll be shocked if the state of Texas doesn't jump into this. Al- Alabama really wasn't that aggressive during IL because they had Nick Saban. They didn't need to be. Um, so there's other schools more aggressive in the NIL space than, than Alabama. And Justin, how about this? You know, Caleb Downs hit the portal one day. Next day, he goes to Ohio State. So, I mean... I got a buddy who's an Ohio State fan. He loves to kick Tennessee while they're down, and I've been biting my tongue like, because Ohio State's gonna gonna wind up in this. I, I will bet money on it. I will absolutely bet money that Ohio State will end up in in this at some point because they they got aggressive and and I think that's what this really comes down to. It's not that guys were getting paid; it's the appearance which to me is a very vague, gray definition. And if you're going to have a set of rules, define the set of rules, make them black and white. But instead, what do they do? Well, we're going to leave them gray. That way we get to pick and choose what we want to enforce. If if they're gray enough, we can decide, well, we're going to go after this, but not go after this. You know, and and, I mean, look at uh, with everything going on with this. I mean, I'm going to be surprised if Michigan doesn't throw in behind this. Because if you stop and think about it, maybe it's not so much NIL-related, but with the penalties they could be facing, they want to see the NCAA absolutely with as little power as possible. Because they may get smacked between the eyes. I'm surprised if Florida State kind of took the penalties that they did and not fight this, but maybe they decided, hey, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. But like you guys said, they're investigating Florida. I would be surprised if Miami isn't announced to be in the same boat as we are by, what, two, three weeks down the road? That, that would shock me. I, I just think you're going to see more and more and more of this. So all these fan bases that, you know, think they're, you know, educated and, you know, oh, well, this is exactly what's going to happen to Tennessee – Wait until their neck is also on the block and watch how fast they change their tune. Oh, 100%. So. Thanks, man. Yeah, 100%. All right. Take care. Hey, 100%. 100%. 865-255-03. Got players showing up to signings in Lamborghinis. They over here messing with, with Tennessee. Uh, okay. Tennessee, Kentucky. Saturday. Kentucky took an L to Florida uh, last night. Oh, man. Speaking of Tennessee, Kentucky. Gerald Minson need to pipe down. What are you doing, man? 
Gerald, what you doing? There's also a reason Gerald never once spoke to the media at Tennessee. Gerald, what, what you doing? He did once. He did once. I remember the one time he did. But that was it. It was just one time. I don't even remember, remember that one time. So, Ger- Gerald. Get your money, make your plays, go to the league, man. Have a have a great career, man. Hope you hope we do it. Stay healthy. But which, what are you doing? You're talking about playing against Tennessee. Gerald, the last time you played your former team, you didn't think it was that serious enough because the night before, you was out when you're supposed to be in. That's the reason why you didn't play on offense and you only play on special teams. We're supposed to sit here and believe that you're going to be actually focused this time to play against your former team? Stop. Now, I hope he's learned from that, and I hope he doesn't make the same mistake, and I hope he plays well. But stop, man. Stop. Kentucky loses to Tennessee. You're not a quarterback. You're not going to play a big role to change that. But I hope you get your money. Hope you're healthy. Appreciate what you did here in Tennessee. But I would not be running my mouth about the former team that you're going to play November the 2nd. When the last time you played against your former team, you was out and got yourself in trouble inside it. And if you would have been handling your business, you would have played the whole game against Florida down in the swamp. But instead, you didn't. You were playing on special teams, which I believe you shouldn't have played anyways. I believe you should have stayed in Knoxville. I thought that was the wrong move by Josh Heupel. But I'll keep it moving. Tennessee, Kentucky, and basketball. What's wrong, Ben? You good? You just want me to carry on like nothing just happened? We got to talk basketball. Okay. But first, I do need to talk Jennifer Morris because Jennifer Morris is the GOAT. She helped me sell my house rather quickly. She helped me find a house and purchase that house rather quickly as well. And now she's helping me get it get it all done. Closing date is uh, approaching towards the end of this month, and, and she's staying on top of me to make sure I get done what I need to get done. And, and she is helping me by taking a lot of stress away uh, as well. She, she was even calling the moving company this morning while I was on the show because she knew I couldn't call. That, that's how great Jennifer is and how she goes out of her way uh, to help her clients. And she even wanted me to tell everybody this morning that the NCAA can kiss the north side of Knoxville's rear end. And I can quote that ish. So uh, J- Jennifer is out here selling homes, helping people get moved into homes and, and fighting the good fight against the NCAA uh, as well. She she is the best of the best and uh, never heard a bad word of about Jennifer, and she can help you and your family uh, get into to a new home or conquer your real estate wishes, uh, w- whatever those may be, and take uh, take a lot of stress away in the process, which is what she does best, in my humble opinion. So please reach out to Jennifer for all of your real estate needs. Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing for Tennessee that Kentucky won last night? I know that's 
That's the old age question. I, I'll be honest. I, I lean towards. I mean, I look. I, I enjoyed watching Kentucky lose last night, and, and I enjoyed the meltdown on Twitter by uh, Kentucky fans. I mean, Kentucky media members. Uh, but I, I do lean towards. I kind of wish they would have won because now, now, like Tennessee is going to be pissed off going into Rupp Arena on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I want both teams be pissed off. off too. Yeah, I, want, I wanted yeah. them to be a little complacent. Uh, uh, I want. Uh, I want both teams pissed off. I, yeah, I, I like it, man. I like. I it. want. I wanted Kentucky to feel feel a little comfort, be be a little complacent. They weren't gonna be complacent because they knew Tennessee lost to South Carolina, and they would have known that Tennessee's gonna come in with the hair on fire to try to avoid a two game skid. Do young? But do you think young players realize that? I think Calipari would have beaten that in, in their head, um, leading up to the game, but. Them actually responding, I don't, I don't know, I don't know that, but I like it that both teams are trying to avoid a two-game losing streak here. I, I love it. On top of this being a, a rivalry, um, we have some players on our team that should remember last year's game, how we ruined Chris Lofton's. I'm still really mad about that. Yeah, oh yeah. So Chris gonna probably be in the building. Um lives there in Lexington. So older players owe owe it to Chris Lofton to get this done. We got we gotta get Jennifer to get Chris out of Lexington. I know he's from there, from the area. He's got a bunch of family and friends, but we we gotta get Jennifer to get Chris Lofton out of out of Lexington, Kentucky, and, and down to Knoxville full time. And man, he's, he wants to be live close to his parents. No, I, I get it. I'm I'm obviously joking. I saw Chris in the facility in, in Pratt last week, I guess it was, and what well, was good to see him. Uh, all-time great guy and uh, obviously one of the SEC's all-time best players, uh, the all-time three-point leader. Uh, but for Tennessee, if the offense shows up, I think that they will – they will be fine. Kentucky's defense is absolutely atrocious. It, it is it it is awful, and, and that was on full display last night. Now, uh, for Kentucky, their their defensive issues have mostly existed away from home, but they they reared its ugly head last night. They are seventy fifth in defensive efficiency according to Kim Palm, seventy fifth, and they are they are tenth offensively. They they don't have a problem putting the ball in the hoop, they but shoot. they do have a problem defending the hoop. So, um, I'm curious your thoughts. My my general thought on Tuesday night, because uh, I know we don't have a ton of time to go super in depth on the game, but uh, overall it was a very very hideous, ugly performance. They they need Zakai to bounce back, Jonas to bounce back. They they need more than zero combined points from Jordan Ganey and. Uh, Jemai Meshack. Uh, I, I thought Santi was the only one that showed up from start to finish. Yep. Uh, I like what Santi provided uh, the other night. And then Dalton got going late as well. Um, you need more from Josiah. He's one of 15 from three in SEC play. And and I look, I, I love Josiah. I feel for him because he puts in a lot of work, man. And uh, he, he does bring more than than the, the points in the box score, as we have talked about numerous times over the last several years. Uh, but at, at some point, I almost think that I'm not saying bench him, take him out of the starting lineup. But I, I think at some point, maybe a couple of those 30 to 35 minutes a game that he's getting need to be 
distributed to Jemai Meshack and, and Jordan Ganey. Maybe their minutes should go up a little bit and, and Josiah should go down a little bit. But I also how, think that would gonna, help. How are you going to do that and still have a rebounding presence because Josiah has played the four sometimes. If you go to Meshack, who is 6'4", or you go to Ganey, who is you know 6'2", change or whatever, I mean, we had them on the locker room um, this past Sunday. So, like, Josiah can can play the four, but if you take out Josiah for those two that you mentioned, are you putting in a Walker and a Do at the same time? Uh, because well, you're gonna have some you're gonna have some some height issues uh, beyond the five if if you don't go to that lineup. That's why Josiah is so important. I agree with everything that you're saying, but you can't continue to do the same thing over and over. He's one of fifteen from three. He can do other and, and what's that? I mean. You, you can't, you can't sacrifice offense and defense because the guy's I, I one for fifteen. You like yeah, you just I don't mean, have I mean, a that, replacement for him. No, uh, I would. I I do stand by, especially get, or uh, especially Mayshack. I'd like to see more. Uh, and I'm not saying like ten minutes less for Josiah. I'm saying like five. Yeah, yeah. Take four, five, six, depending on the night, and give them to the Jamai. And and maybe an extra minute or two to to Ganey. Um because they, they I mean I, I do think even and it wasn't just Josiah the last two two games, Zakai's been getting beat off the ball as well. Uh but there's been a couple times where Josiah's been beaten off the the ball as well when he was the on ball defender. And and that has led to the defense collapsing and everybody trying to stop the, the ball handler in the paint and leaving Carolina and Vanderbilt wide open from three. So I, I Josiah, they, they need him to get going. They, they, if Tennessee is going to reach its ultimate goal, Josiah has to be a piece of the puzzle. It, it is Dalton's show, it, and Jonas and Zakai need to be the co-stars, along with a little bit of Santi mixed in as well. So Josiah doesn't have to lead the way, but he ha- he has to be a piece for what you just talked about. So, I mean, he, he's got to find a way to get going, but I don't, I don't think you can just continue to try and fit a, a square peg into a round hole. I mean, at, at some point, you got to make an adjustment. And again, I'm not saying bench Josiah, just maybe reduce his minutes just a, a smidge. I think Jemai has earned that. And uh, you do give up, I guess, two or so inches from Josiah to Jemai, to your point. But I feel like Jemai is, is a very capable rebounder. And what was it Vanderbilt or was it South Carolina? They put Jemai at the five. Yeah. So they obviously feel down. comfortable. They feel com- – yes, I, I I recognize that as well. But they, they obviously feel comfortable with Jemai playing a very similar role to Josiah. I don't, this, this ain't the game to do it. Kentucky's going to probably the biggest team we played in the SEC so far. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't like Jemai at the five. I'm just saying they obviously feel like Jemai can do what Josiah does. Yeah. And Jemai is is capable of, of more as well. I, I think sure. he's deserving of more minutes. I mean, last year at Rupp, he's the only one that showed up. Yeah, I want to see I want to see more Jamai too. I just I just don't know how Rick is going to handle the, the lineup um, to be able to rebound and the way he wants. And, jo- and Rick's been talking the last several weeks about how he's been playing Josiah too many minutes and how he thinks that's had a negative impact on Josiah. So if you think that that's had a negative impact on Josiah and his performance because he's playing too many minutes – because he's been in, he's dealt with injuries over the course of his career. 
you have a guy on the bench who you love to talk about how he's an elite defender and he can provide a, a spark offensively at times in Jemai. I mean, who you putting at the four that can rebound, that can shoot to make sure that the space is open to allow driving lanes for Dalton, to allow allow driving lanes for Zakazuki. Because you put in Adu and Awaka, Awaka ain't shooting that shot top of the key. No, I I I feel comfortable with Jemai at the four. I don't feel comfortable with Jemai at the five. That's all. That's all. And and like I agree with you, you need that guy to be able to knock down shots. But the guy that's playing that role right now is not knocking down those shots. That's correct. But if if Zakat gave you anything more than a field goal, I'm being facetious. But if Zakat shows up a little bit more for you offensively, it takes up for guys like Josiah not pouring in a lot of points. Like, if you're Zakai Ziegler, man, you can't play a game where you don't have any field goal makes. Like, that's that's insane, especially and then go for two for four from the free throw line. So Zakai no, has, has to turn it up um, for sure. It can't just be don't connect like that. That's going to work against Georgia. It's going to work against uh, Florida. And even like in those games, you had Jonas Adu that was your leading scorer. You know, he had his worst game in SEC play uh, Saturday, uh, excuse me, Tuesday, uh, too. So, um, 865-255-03. I did uh, want to ask you real, real quick. I know you're trying to wrap up. Yeah, yeah. But the point that I was going to make before we got on our side tangent with, with Josiah, side conversation with Josiah, I feel like Tuesday night was fluky. I, I would be very surprised if if the trend of them playing that poorly on offense continues. I know everybody wants to jump off the bandwagon and and raise all the red flags in the world and then say, "Oh, this team's not going to make it out of the first weekend." I, I know there's there's been an so overreaction, God, so but like, do we really think Zakai is going to continue to play that way? Do we think Jonas is going to continue to play that way? I, I do you agree that? That that probably in hindsight ends up being a a fluky performance, and that's why I agree with what you just said about Zakai and, and Jonas. Like they need to show up. That's why I spend more energy on the Josiah conversation because I don't expect Zakai and Jonas to con- continue to play that way. No, I don't either. Like I don't, I don't, I don't expect a consistent performance in the future that match what we saw on Tuesday from uh, Zakai Ziegler. And, and Jonas Adu, I just, I just don't, I just don't see that. So, um, that's what happened. That's that's why we f- failed to to win that game. Um, it's because those other guys didn't have their best. Uh, we were missing layups all over the place. We were missing free throws, which is a concern of mine from the Vanderbilt game. It carried over, uh, shooting sixty percent from the free throw line. That 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 can't that can't happen. Um, you only had six turnovers in that game, so uh, that was that was a big reason. Uh, it is Valentine's season, and love is in the air. You can find your perfect match this month with Hiller. Get a free UV light when you purchase select new HVAC systems, HVAC systems. Get free whole home surge protection when you buy a new whole home generator or. Get 50% off a descaler when you buy a new tankless water heater. You'll never be more in love with your home than now when you 
find your perfect match at Hiller. Go to the website, happyhiller.com. Yeah, we got to get this dub this weekend, man. Got to get this dub. Got to get it. Zakai, he'll bounce back. Jonas will need to play better. We know Dalton's going to come and what he's going to do. Uh, role players just, just have to play better. And we got to play better. It's not the NBA. Tuesday looked like an NBA game where Dalton had the ball and all eight other players were just staring at Dalton. That that can't happen if you're Tennessee. So um, that's that puts a lot of pressure on Dalton, kind of unfair to Dalton. But, boy, he was fun to watch, that's for sure. And um, he'll be fun to watch. Saturday too, man. Are you going up? Are you going up? Of course you're going. What do you think? Yeah, of course you're going. Of course I'm going up. It's it's, uh, it's going to be a fun one. Both teams are going to be very desperate. I, I am very excited. I've, I've been excited since last week to see what Don Connect does inside of Rupp Arena. I mean, he, he has a chance to, if he continues to play the way that he has, and, and he goes in there and puts up a, a Chris Lofton, Ron Slay-esque performance in Rupp Arena, to lead Tennessee to a win only will continue to further cement his legacy. So I'm, I'm really excited for, for Saturday night to, to see what he does. It, it's a big time matchup for Tennessee. Uh, Kentucky can't guard, but they do have a lot of offensive weapons that, that they're going to have to be very aware of. Uh, Jonas, big game for him. Uh, I would like to think that his experience leads to him being successful. Kentucky has three seven-footers, so they have more depth than Tennessee, but Tennessee has the best post player currently, so uh, it, it's a big game for Jonas. And then also I'm very curious to see Reed Shepard, Antonio Reeves, two of the best players in the SEC right now. Who draws what matchup? Who who are you putting on Reed Shepard? Who are you putting on Antonio Reeves? Who, who's Jemai going to be guarding? Who's Santi? Guy, who, who are those guys going to be on? Uh, it's going to be a fascinating matchup. Ruff hasn't been too kind to Tennessee of late, but uh, Dalton Connect, he's somebody that can buck that trend. Go Bucks, fear the deer, baby. Whatever. For Ben McKee, I'm Go. Ben McKee from Go Balls 247. I'm Jason Swain here in the Low T Center studio. We'll see what happens with this double A. Tennessee. This thing's moving fast, it seems. So keep your eyes open. Do what Justin suggested to do. Keep a list. Keep a list. Make a list of all those haters out there. Make a list. Make a list. Tuesday, we'll be back to talk about the Tennessee Kentucky game. Ben McKee, Go Falls 247. Got it right that time. I'm Jason Swain. Peace and love. We are out.